Hey everybody, it's Hawkeye Talk with Jimmy Hawk, Season 2, Episode 25, and today's episode is going to be focused on Northwestern. I want to talk about basketball one of these days, but I think I'm going to wait until I see some games and, and get to talk a little bit more about, about what I see from some of those players. Really excited to see some of the young guys and, and really athletic uh, starting lineup for the Hawkeyes this year. It's going to be different without Luca, Wieskamp, C.J. Frederick. Nanji, all those guys on the court, without them on the court this year. But I'm really excited. I think it's going to be a fun brand of basketball. And hopefully, you know, they'll they'll kind of exceed expectations and make it to the NCAA tournament. But as I said, today we're going to focus on Northwestern. The Hawkeyes are reeling after two losses in a row, starting 6-0. and Had the big marquee win over Penn State. and Got to number two in the nation. I believe that was three. Iowa 3, Penn State 4 when they beat them. Hawkeyes looked like it was going to be a really, really special season. And then really laid an egg against Purdue. Uh, didn't get anything going offensively. Seven points is all. Um, defensively gave up 240 yards to David Bell. And then last weekend, wow, in Madison, Wisconsin at Camp Randall Stadium, the Hawkeyes came in and you know, just like with Purdue, turned the ball over. You know, at least at Purdue, they were kind of late turnovers where Spencer Petrus was trying to make something happen. And, you know, against Wisconsin, the Hawkeyes just turned the ball over. Unforced turnovers, a, a bobbled a punt return, bounced off the, the face mask or the, the kind of shoulder pad area. And then uh, Wisconsin recovered that about the 18-yard line in the red zone, had the Fumble that hit uh, Ivory Kelly Martin right in the gut. He was trying to take it out of the end zone, and Wisconsin got the ball at the one-yard line. So just a lot of really unfortunate things there. And then an offense that just looked so out of sorts. You know, one thing to note, Wisconsin's the best defense that the Hawkeyes are going to face this year. And really, they faced three really good defenses in a row. Penn State has a good defense. Uh, Purdue has a, has a pretty good defense although Wisconsin just kind of ran it right down their throat. Um, but Wisconsin, you know, they're, they're the second-ranked defense in the nation behind Georgia in total defense. They're number one in rushing yards given up. So, you know, they're, they're a formidable opponent, especially on the, the defensive side of the ball. Uh, the Hawkeyes should have been able to do a lot more than they did. Uh, really just poor execution on the offensive end. The offensive line was just letting guys through with, with, you know, barely touching them at some points, especially off the edge. And Spencer Petrus was getting harassed all day, weren't opening up running lanes. It was just kind of a, a really rough day. Didn't get a first down until really late in the first half. And, you know, got a little, little bit better action in the second half, got a decent drive, and then had the big, you know, third and two where – Wisconsin got the stand, turned it over on downs after two fullback dives. And that was pretty much it for the game, as Kirk Ferentz said after the ball game. So where do the Hawkeyes go from here? They've got a night game in Evanston, Illinois, against Pat Fitzgerald and the Northwestern Wildcats. I still have some battle scars from watching Iowa-Northwestern games over the years. You know, Northwestern was really bad. For a really long time. And I think it was Gary Barnett who came in and kind of turned them around, got them to the Rose Bowl, 
After that, Randy Walker took over. He was a good coach. And then, you know, Fitzgerald's been there a long time. Say what you will about him. He, he really is a good coach. But I think it was 1992, 1994, Hayden Fry strolled across the field after a big, you know, 35, 40-point win over Northwestern, said to the coach, Gary Barnett, as he was shaking his hand, I hope we didn't hurt any of your boys too bad. And that just always stuck in Barnett's cry. He just, he just, that just drove him to, to really try to succeed at Northwestern. And in 1995, uh, with Fitzgerald at linebacker, the Wildcats beat the Hawkeyes, and they went to the Rose Bowl. And more recently, you know, Northwestern has had a, they've done a good job against the Hawkeyes. The Hawkeyes own the series 51 to 28 with three ties, but Northwestern has four of the last five, including last year's brutal 20 to 21 loss where the Hawkeyes were up 17 to nothing early. Just started passing the ball with a, a new young quarterback 52 times or something like that, lost by a point. And I still have nightmares from the 2005 game where the Hawkeyes were up the whole game. Fell apart in the fourth quarter, lost 28 to 27. And then even in 2010, the Hawkeyes led uh, pretty much the whole game. There was a late, Rick, a late Ricky Stanzi interception, I remember, and they turned that into points. And I remember, I don't remember if it was after that interception or, or after that. I believe that was the year there was a walk-off touchdown pass by the Northwestern quarterback. And I think he tore his ACL on that last play of the game. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. Somehow, there's just been some of those crazy games. And then the Hawkeyes have had games like two years ago. The Hawks won 20 to nothing. Uh, a few years before that, Hawks won 40 to 10, I think it was, or 40 to 20, maybe. Northwestern got some mop-up time points. But, you know, Hawkeyes do blow them out every now and then. Most of the games are just really, really close. I think Ference is now 9-11 and 11, uh, against the Wildcats. Pat Fitzgerald, I believe, is 9-5 and five against Iowa, and he has more wins against Kirk Ferentz than any other coach. Well, Northwestern started off 2021 with a 38-21 loss against Michigan State. Of course, the Spartans are still undefeated, so you know that, that doesn't look as bad now as it did at the time. Next up, they beat Indiana State 24-6. That's the alma mater of Larry Bird. I had no idea they had a football team. But the Sycamores do have a football team and a 4-5 and five record this year and participate in the Missouri Valley Conference. Northwestern then lost to Duke by the score of 30-23 to 23 in Week 3. They gave up 558 yards of total offense. But they also had 407 yards of offense. So, uh, you know, good effort for that team this year. The Blue Devils are 3-4 and four on the season. Next up, the Wildcats thumped the hapless Ohio Bobcats 35-6. to six. The Bobcats only have one win on the season. And then game five for Northwestern, they just got absolutely boat raced by Nebraska. And the Cornhuskers won 56-7, to put up 657 total yards of offense. I mean, that's three times more than Iowa is averaging this year, I think. Um, and they had 427 yards on the ground. So Northwestern obviously has some issues. They, they can't stop the run very well. Um, Adrian Martinez for Nebraska had 202 yards passing, just 11 of 17. Uh, I 
touchdown as well. And those rushing statistics, though, are, are just crazy. Over 400 yards on the ground. Not used to seeing Northwestern that bad against the run. But Northwestern did then bounce back to beat Rus- Rutgers 21-7. to So they're still out there fighting. They had 402 yards. Total offense, 257 in the air, 135 on the ground. And they held Rutgers to just 220 yards total offense. So one week you give up 657 to an average Nebraska team, and then you give up 220 to a just below average Rutgers team. So I don't know. That's crazy. They hit 427 yards on the ground, as I said, for Nebraska, and then only gave up 63 yards rushing to Rutgers. Well, then Michigan hosted Northwestern. Michigan rushed for 294 yards, had over 450 yards total offense, beat Northwestern 33-7, to only 100 yards on the ground for Northwestern, 233 total yards in that game. And finally, last week, Northwestern hosted the Golden Gophers and the Goofs, tacked on 21 late points and won 41-14. to Gold up 442 total yards, 308 on the ground. Northwestern with just 241 total yards in the game, 98 passing. So the theme here is Northwestern is not very good at passing the football at all. Uh, They're not very good running the football either. And they're not very good defending the run. So if there's any week that the Hawkeyes should be able to get some things going and get in the win column, it's this coming Saturday. Well, Northwestern is 3-5, and five and they're not a very good team. They give up huge chunks of yardage on the ground. I think the Hawkeyes could win by three or four touchdowns, especially if they get back to doing some jet sweeps, short passes, play action, you know, running, mixing it up more off tackle, not just running it between tackles as much. Some misdirection. You got some screens with the running backs, you know, releasing T-Good down the middle as well. And that play has worked really well this year. Just opening up the offense, not not let Petrus have to sit back there like a sitting duck. The Hawkeyes need to rush for 200 yards in this game, and they need to mix up some plays. I don't know, I just the stretch zone, it just seems like they're it's not really working for them this year. You know, can they pull some guards? Can they pull even Linderbaum? Let him pave the way. That guy's unstoppable. And you know, they're going to have to really get the tight ends and the fullback into the action, but they're going to have to run the ball. This Northwestern team is giving up just a ton of yardage on the ground, and the Hawkeyes need to be able to do that as well in this game. And if the Hawkeyes can run the ball, they're going to win. There's no doubt about that. If the Hawkeyes can run like I think they're going to in this game, the Hawkeyes are going to have a really big game and get a big win. Well, you know, they just need to execute, and they've had trouble doing that this year, um, mixing up some, some plays that Northwestern isn't expecting, hopefully will be the key as well. You know Fitzgerald is scheming like crazy right now, and I don't think they have the players to stop the Hawkeyes. They've just given up way too many huge yardage games this year. And I see the Hawkeyes getting some turnovers or turnovers in this game like they did the first few games against this Northwestern offense. Well, I'm 0-2 in my last two picks, but I think Iowa wins this one easily. If not, something really is broken, uh, so I hope we don't see that. I, I'm picking Keegan Johnson, and Arlen Bruce is the guys to watch on the offense. Um, you know, 
hopefully hopefully getting that passing game going. I love Arlen Bruce. That there was that game. Uh, he had six catches, a lot of short patterns. Just really, really looks good out there. And Keegan Johnson, man, when he gets the ball in his hands, it looks like he's heading for the end zone every time. And then I think we're gonna get another hundred yard game. It's been a while, but a hundred yard rushing game for Tyler Goodson. And then looking forward to see what Gavin Williams can do. He's gonna be playing running back with IKM injured this week. And he goes north, south in a hurry. I think he's going to get some good yards in this game. So the Hawkeyes will advance to 7-2, and two, get back on the winning track. I'm picking the Hawkeyes 27, Northwestern 13. Beat Fitzy and the Wildcats. Go Hawks!